So, ooh, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> do you, how do you want to, do you want to do the horoscopes, like, first, last? Yeah, let's start with our thank you note horoscopes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, thank you. Oh, should we say who we are first? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Welcome to Adjunct Astrologers, episode four. <laughs> I'm Erin. And I am Michelle. And we like to talk about the planets. Yes. And such. Yes. In this episode, four episodes in, <laughs> we're doing an intro, a glossary episode. Yes. Glossary yeah. terms. Yeah. So the test is going to be open notes. Yeah. So. <laughs> open book, open Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. For real. So, to start off, I guess we'll do a thank you. Again, we had the music in last time, and we had said the thank you before we had even gotten the music. Before we just it had, knew we'd yeah, be thankful. Before we had even, before it had even been recorded. So, I went over to Courtney's on Sunday, the day after we recorded, and her and her roommate, Emily, Emily is a musician and has a bunch of recording equipment, and Courtney is the one that <clears throat> plays piano, and they set up, like, a recording thing, and it was so cool, yeah, I went over there, it's so official, yeah, it was so cool, and I, like, listened to it, like, through the, through the headphones, and, like, Courtney did, had a bunch of different things, and then Emily, like, mixed it and did, like, put, like, reverb on it. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool, and a lot of people I heard liked the music. I got a lot of feedback Nice. It, so, so, yeah. So, as a thank you, we wrote them horoscopes. Yeah! <laughs> like, the craziest thing is, um, so Courtney is a Capricorn, and Emily is a Libra, and those are actually our signs, too. I'm a Capricorn, and Aaron is a Libra, so. When I texted you that, or I texted you just like, oh, let's do horoscope. Courtney's, <laughs> Courtney's a Capricorn, and Emily's a Libra. And then I, like, put my phone down, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're the same as us. That's why I want to do a compatibility episode. Yes, Because yeah. I'm like, maybe it's just, like, good creative energy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we wanted to do horoscopes to thank them. Even though we we thanked Courtney in the last episode, it was yeah, like we said, a retrograde. Yeah, <laughs> a retrograde. Thank you. Um, retrograde. So, who wants? Do you want to go first? Sure. Cool. Um. So I wrote Emily's uh, because Emily is a Libra and I am a Libra, and I remember on her at her birthday party this year, um, because Jupiter has been in Libra for a very long time, and mm-hmm. I remember, like, telling her, being, <laughs> like, back in October, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you're a Libra. Wait, did we both talk about Jupiter? Because mine's yeah. about Jupiter, too. Okay, <laughs> yeah. good, good, good. Uh, I was like, we're both Libras, and I was like, Jupiter's in our sign right now, and she's just like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, okay, cool, yeah. who invited this chick to my birthday party? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Right now, Jupiter is moving through Libra, and Jupiter is air as well as Libra. So, kind of thinking, um, kind of... (laughs) Your email sound always goes off. (laughs) Hold on, let me me pause, and then uh, I'll cut all this. I always forget to quit. 
No, it's okay. You're popular. <laughs> that was actually Joseph accepting. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> accepting your other Google calendar. Yeah. You should leave all this part in. <laughs> um, all right. So, so as as Jupiter moves through Libra, the um, it's a lot of air signs, meaning expansion and mm. like thinking about like letting your mind expand. Like Libras are generally very. Um, open to to kind of the movements of of the earth and all that so kind of thinking of expansion and I guess right now um Jupiter is has a certain aspect with Neptune and we'll talk about aspects later or Mm -hmm. I will which this aspect means that maybe your your routines, like Libra's like routines, but maybe mm. your routines aren't feeling as fulfilling as normal. When Jupiter is no longer in this aspect with Neptune, you'll kind of realize, you know, why you were feel- feeling this way. So kind of thinking about routines and your creative aspects moving moving forward, kind of like having a more open mind to like the creative projects and, mm. and all of that. Yeah. And she's also a Gemini moon. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Mars is in Gemini, right? Yeah, I read that as well. Yeah, and so that kind of has a lot to do with being, like, flexible and... Which is interesting, like, the routines and the... Versus flexibility, yeah. Yeah. So, kind of just, like, thinking about being flexible. And, I mean, she's, like, super chill. So, as I was doing this, I was like, (laughs) I don't know if I could tell her to be any more flexible. But if there is something, like, you know, thinking about that. External versus internal. Yeah. So that's my horoscope. I didn't. I was like wanting to like write one, like, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, I. That's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I also talked about Jupiter. Are you? You're good. I'm done. Okay, yes. cool. So Courtney is a Capricorn. Like I said, I'm a Capricorn. Um, Jupiter, which is the planet of abundance and prosperity, mm-hmm. is in uh, our tenth house right now. Ooh. So that means the tenth house is um, the house of status or career um, or sort of your overall path or trajectory. Um, it's also the house of how you relate to authority figures. Um, but it's particularly interesting for a Capricorn, this idea that Jupiter, the planet of abundance, is in the 10th house, which is the house that rules your career, because Capricorns are, like, stereotypically very ambitious when Mm -hmm. it comes to our careers or our creative pursuits, Um, because I feel like career, I don't know, maybe that has a bad connotation, but Courtney's a writer, so I thought about it more as, like, maybe what her trajectory is creatively. Um, Capricorns like to be the best at stuff Mm -hmm. most of the time, Mm -hmm. so... um, on that on that note, it's kind of like a good time to think about like what your goals are creatively or career wise. Um, but astrologically speaking, Jupiter is also said to bestow upon us a need to explore or try new things, which is kind of like what you said, exploring. Um, so I know that Courtney is moving soon. Yeah, I'm so sad. I know, but I feel like that means, like, this particular position of Jupiter means it's, like, a good time to maybe, like, embrace that instinct to explore or, like, challenge yourself, uh, creatively or professionally or intellectually or personally or privately, um, because it might bring you good fortune. It might bring you abundance. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So, yeah. Thanks again to Courtney and Emily. Yeah, thank you so much. The music is so good. Even just, like, listening to it, 
I can't believe you got to see them do it. Yeah. It's so fun. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, I liked writing horoscopes, too. Or, like, looking it up on... Mm-hmm. We should do that for people who email in. Yes. Like, thank yeah. you note horoscopes. Yeah. Speaking of, we got a few emails. <gasps> we I haven't had a chance to read them yet, so okay. we'll have to... It'll be a later... I think we could do, like, a whole ep- whole episode on, like, kind of what they yeah, said. And yeah, it's totally. really cool. I'm down. So, if you want to send us in something, we have a Gmail. It's uh, adjunctastrologers at gmail.com. Yes. So, email us, please, anything you want. Corrections, if you want to remind us that, yeah. that the other planet that we couldn't think of oh, was <laughs> So, on the last episode, we were naming like the different (laughs) planets I was talking about this idea of classical planets which are the original like five planets that we could see with the naked eye and then Aaron ended up talking about three more outside of the ones we could see and we were like wait that's only eight planets what's the ninth planet it's it's earth it's the ninth planet we could not remember It's Earth. <laughs> it's like when you like have your phone in your hand. Right, right, right. And right. you're like, where the fuck is my phone? Oh my god, where's my phone? It's in my hand. And then you're yeah. like, oh, I'm standing on the Earth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Earth is a planet. Um, so yeah, email us corrections. Yeah. Especially if you are a scientist. Oh, yes. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, but don't, if you feel the urge to email us about astrology being fake, just skip it. <laughs> delete yeah 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 next (laughs) next bus um but yeah so today like I said we're talking about basic terms Mm -hmm. I guess yeah who should go first I I don't know whose is going to inform the other the others um I mean maybe it just won't work that way today (laughs) yeah true true because I don't I talked about cusps like the cusps in your birth chart I talked about aspects, so, like, the way that the planets are positioned against each other and what that means. Hmm. I don't know. I go first. Cool. Okay. Because I think I went first last time, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. And I also talked about, oh, I could put this in another, I, like, looked up elements a little bit, too. Oh, I read a little bit about so, it. So just okay. throw it in there, yeah. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't write about elements, but I they interest me, so. Okay. Or maybe we could talk about elements last. Or whatever. Yeah. I'll see, you know. I'll see what I'm thinking. I don't think people come to this podcast for, <laughs> for like, perfect narrative arcs. <laughs> I know, but I, I like organism. No, it's it, fine. No, it's me fine. too. It wor- it's worked well previously. Yeah. Um, All right. Cool. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just thought about that pink eye joke again. <laughs> I was like, so was that a type? Was that a typo the first time? Do I have to explain it? You, you might. Want okay, to. here's the thing. Um, I had to take my dog to the animal ER yesterday, and I was texting Aaron about it because I was stressed, and I was trying to say that <laughs> that I got home and my dog had a pussy <laughs> his eye was <laughs> that his eye was pussy but I said pussy <laughs> which I hate that word I hate that word that's why I figured it was was it but here's my question 
<laughs> I know we both have degrees in writing, mm-hmm. but how do you spell pussy? I have no idea. Is it a word? Like, I guess that is <laughs> just instinctually, because pus is P-U-S. Yeah. People probably have a problem with this, the word pus, but how would you spell pussy? If I was just, like, <laughs> scribbling it, I would do, I would spell it P-U-S-S-Y. P-U-S-S-Y. Yeah. Maybe it's P-U-S, I don't know. But then the thing is, turns out my dog has pink eye, which isn't that different from the first thing I said when you... No. I was, like, walking out down the street as I was reading your text, and I was like, I'm sure this is a typo. I knew you were, like, stressed out, so I, like, didn't want to point it out. So I was like, oh, George! I was having such a bad day. Uh, I don't know. Pussy. Pussy eye. If you know how to spell the word pussy, email us, adjunctastrologers at gmail.com. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, we're done. Bye. (laughs) That was the episode. (laughs) You're welcome. Um... (laughs) All right, so. Yeah, so the aspects. Aspects. Aspects are connections formed between planets depending on the degree of the zodiac that they occupy. So when these planets kind of occupy the same or different degree or different uh, degrees, they they have a connection. And either the connection is harmonious or Mm. challenging. And it's like depending on what type of of aspect it is. Okay. So if you think about it, kind of, if you put, like, the zodiac, like, in a circle, each sign, like, takes up 30 degrees, so it's 360 degrees. So the angle, like, between the planets on that circle. So that's why on the birth chart you see those interconnecting lines, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you see, like, the triangles Mm -hmm. and the, the square and, yeah. Cool. So they are kind of broken up. In, oh, and wh- when the planets hit these like certain degrees, they have certain their their energies combine in like a certain type of way. There are major aspects and minor aspects, and I'm only going to go over the major ones because the minor ones like don't affect you as much, and there's like a ton of them. Mm. So I'm just going to go over the minor or the major aspects to start off with. And the the other term that you might see come up, like, in a horoscope is the term orb. Mm. And that is... Is the... that what Trump was touching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So the orb, it's like, that's how many degrees are kind of off. Like, it doesn't have to be a perfect 90 degrees. Mm. Um, major aspects can be off by, like, 6 degrees. Oh, okay. Uh, and still have it count as, like, an aspect, like a trine or a... Or a square or something like that. Minor aspects can only be off by like two or three degrees, but the orb, like, but they, st- but that that impacts kind of. So they'd be like, oh, at this exact moment, the orb was like four degrees mm. or something like that. So it means it wasn't perfect. Oh, because okay. it's it's only like a perfect angle for a a finite amount of time. Okay. So the major aspects they have like the strongest effects on you. And the strongest effects in your birth chart, like if you're born with an aspect in your birth chart, it affects you. And then also, like at a certain, it affects your horoscope as well, like on a certain day. Oh, okay. Um, so the first one is a conjunction. And 
And kind of, I had to, like, draw these out almost. You see my script? Yeah, I did. We should take a picture and put it on the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> see, like, my, like, stupid scribbling. Um, They're not stupid. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and literally when you said that, I was, like, thinking, like, stop fucking saying um. <laughs> oh, no. So thank you for the positive reinforcement. We're going to get that tattooed on us. Oh, um, I like the way that Dan looks yeah. in Audacity. Yeah. That was cool. It looks like a narwhal. So hopefully this one, this episode sounds a little better, too, because I'm getting mm. a little bit better at editing. Um, yeah. So a conjunction is when planets are at zero degrees, meaning they're, like, lined up. And it can be from zero to eight degrees off. Oh, the planets align. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, like, it's supposed to be when, when they're like that, the planets that you can see visibly... Um, like I was reading an article, I guess last year in August, Saturn and Venus mm. were in conjunction and you could see it in the sky and you can like hold up a pencil and it like, it covers both of them Wow! in the sky. So, okay. so that's what it should, it should look like. Um, this is the strongest aspect and the planets kind of like combine their powers and their energies, which is, which is really cool and they act together. Um, and it's a positive aspect like it it happens in in a positive way it's harmonious yes okay it is harmonious so on june 2nd venus (gasps) will conjunct uranus i don't think i've said uranus on the podcast that was so cute oh my god Uh, I didn't expect that. (laughs) That's a week from yesterday. Uh, Venus and Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) No, June 2nd. So it'll be like, when this podcast is posted on May 31st, it'll be in like two days. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. And so Venus rules love and beauty and relationships and kind of seeks balance. And Uranus is the planet of like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> uh, I'm literally at the. I'm like a twelve year old boy. I to be fair, I said the pussy thing. Yeah, so like <laughs> this will definitely get an E on iTunes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Okay. So. <laughs> oh no no I have the giggles. It's you okay. had the giggles before. No, I have them. Okay. It's okay. So it's the planet of we deserve this, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the planet of sudden change, so it can like create romantic attractions that are are sudden. <laughs> oh wait, really? Yeah. Okay. And so, but also another thing that so it, I shouldn't leave the house that day. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that it can be is like interactions can just be a little bit more exciting on mm-hmm. these days, like. <laughs> Like, one one thing I was reading is, like, oh, if you go to a party, like, on June 2nd, like, mm. it could be a lot of fun. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, that'll be something to, like, look out for. If something weird happens to you on June 2nd, like, let me know. Yeah, email us. Yeah, I would love to, <laughs> to know that. Um, so, that's conjunction. So, the, the next one is opposition, which that's 180 degrees. So, that's when the planets are directly across from each other. So, they're, like, on opposite sides of the circle. And it's oh, the it's the second most powerful aspect, and the planets kind of the planets involved they confront each other, so they like butt heads. Mm. If the planets are similar, 
it's easier to like overcome this opposition like like moon the moon and venus are similar mm. but but like mars and neptune are very different planets so when they're in opposition they like really fight against each other and you have to like obstacles will have to be resolved okay the moon and the sun are in opposition during the full moon so that's what causes the full moon okay yeah yeah right we were talking about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, which that makes sense, like, they are confronting each other, so, like, right. weird stuff could happen. And it's also what makes the moon visible, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, that is that position. Trine is when it, when the planets are 120 degrees. So, that's, like, it creates, like, a triangle in your... Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, in your, um... So, is the idea that one point of that triangle is Earth? No, it's, like around earth okay yeah because it, it's always geocentric right yeah, yeah it's around like this the center of the circle okay. like it so three it would be three separate planets not including earth correct okay cool. yeah um yeah the trine is like the one that i had the hardest time visualizing mm-hmm. like the other ones are, are easier trine is a harmonious aspect planets that form a trine are usually within the same element which is oh, cool. cool okay yeah and the trine encompasses like one third of the zodiac so that can be disruptive if you have there's a lot of trines because it can like cover the entire Mm, zodiac okay and all that um and it is associated with the divine number three yeah i didn't look up any anything further on the number three but it said it said that so i was like oh number yeah yeah so trines are supportive and helpful because the flow of energy between the planets is really natural so on May 31st, the day that this podcast will be released, Mercury will be trining Pluto. So Mercury is about communication and Pluto is about transformation. Mm. So kind of thinking about like what could be, what you could transform in your life, like you'll have the communication abilities to do it then. Mm. Um, the energy between transformation and communication will flow very easily. And is that, like, further complicated by one of those planets being in retrograde, or no? Oh, I don't know. Because isn't Pluto still in retrograde? Yeah, Pluto's in retrograde. But Pluto's in retrograde for so long. Oh, okay. I don't know, that would be interesting, though. Yeah. So it's a good day for, like, analyzing, and you're, like, very intellectual during this time. What day is that? The 31st? Yes. Okay. Next Wednesday. Uh, So square, that's when they are 90 degrees. It is a an aspect of, like, tension, and it can hinder development. Mm. Say, like, Mars square Uranus um, <laughs> in in your, like, birth chart. That could cause you to, like, act out, and mm. it co- could cause you to be, like, very stubborn. But they can also show you where you need to work. Like, we talked about this in the last episode. Oh, right. that That kind of, it brings these, like, laws or like weaknesses to light so you can see where you need to kind of work in your life and um they can serve as like a reminder that by like showing you these internal and creative tensions so it can like kind of bring you a reward over time Hmm. but it is like you have to overcome it. it 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 will not be easy and so the last the last aspect is sextile which is 60 degrees, and um, 
oh, I had a really good band name that had to do with sextile. I didn't write it down. <laughs> you laughed at your anus, but not sextile. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I was laughing this morning at it. I got it on my system. I have your, your anus is written down one more time here, so like I'm prepping myself. Um, oh, what was it? I can't remember. It'll come to me. Yeah, I hope so. Um, <laughs> the sextiles and it's a harmonious aspect. The energy flows easily, and uh, they're very like open during this. Mm. Like if you think about like the angles, like some of it. Looking at like the different angles, it does like the angles that are disruptive, or, like do look really hard. But the mm. angles that I don't know, maybe I'm just like projecting that. It is one of the most beneficial aspects as the planets are usually um compatible and it represents opportunity and talents Hmm. and on so at like midnight of the day that this is released mars and uranus will be sextile so wait is that midnight which midnight (laughs) like the midnight when it becomes the 31st or the midnight when it becomes the first uh going into the first okay um so midnight wednesday yeah okay and it's a time when like restrictions lift so okay yeah so that those are the the aspects it's like super cool yeah like now i know kind of what those symbols are like the aspects are a lot of the symbols right Um, and i know that i've been seeing like trine a lot i didn't know what it means so that's helpful yeah yeah so those are those are the aspects they're pretty cool cool so I'm going to talk about the cusps of the Zodiac and the 12 houses. And it kind of plays into what you were talking about because those things that you were talking about, like, happen within mm-hmm. the 12 houses or the Zodiac. So I know I talked about the birth chart a lot in the last episode, but I came across another way to think about it that was even more clear. So some of it bears repeating. Um, the first thing is that an easy way to um, think of your birth chart is two circles that are on top of each other. The first circle is the 12 houses or areas of your life, and this circle doesn't move at all. Mm -hmm. So that circle Mm -hmm. is stuck in place. And the houses, um, the first house always begins at like nine on a clock. So if you think of like the hour hand pointing to nine o'clock, that's where like your first house begins. And then it goes counterclockwise. So, for example, like, if the first house is where 9 p.m. is, then your fourth house is, like, where 6 is. So counterclockwise. And then the second circle is the zodiac wheel. And that lays on top of the first one. And that one can move. Mm, So your zodiac, the zodiac on, like, your specific birth, birth chart isn't in the same place as it would be on mine. But the houses are always in the same oh, place. Oh, I did not know yeah. that. So okay, that's like cool. the an easy way to like visualize it. So yeah, these and the other thing that I found was interesting is that these two wheels, um, so both of them are divided into twelve slices, like a like a pizza. So that's mm-hmm. why it's kind of hard because sometimes you're like, oh, which one is moving? But they very rarely line up like precisely. Like mm-hmm. the twelve slices of each very rarely line up based on when you were born. So, cusps. What are cusps? Well, first off, the word cusp is comes from the Latin for spear or point, Ooh. which is interesting. Um, but a cusp in astrology is the imaginary line that separates a pair of 
side-by-side -side signs in the zodiac or houses in the horoscope. So in other words, both of those two circles that are on top of each other, they each have cusps, mm -hmm. but um, they might, like I said, they might not necessarily line up. But the cusps for the houses, always in the same place. Cusps for the zodiac, they move, obviously, based on where you were born. Because of science, <laughs> which is, <laughs> because science. of science, basically, <laughs> some astrologers say it's possible to be born on the cusp of two signs. Ooh. Yeah. So, because the sun, obviously, is constantly moving, yeah. like, it is possible that if you were born at a certain time, you are right on the cusp, right on that line that separates two signs. But other astrologers disagree because they say that your sign is based on the center of the sun, like the very center, mm -hmm. and that can never be across two signs. Like the center of the sun would always end up being in one All sign. One sign yeah. So anyway, that's like sort of, colloquially in astrology people will say like oh I was actually born on the cusp or like mm -hmm. I don't have one sign but anyway think about the cusps as like the little line between two slices of pizza right if you cut a pizza the cusp is like where one slice ends and the next <laughs> slice begins um but you don't have to fight over like no. the biggest <laughs> it's all pizza man um so the reasons that cusps are important um there are four cusps that are generally considered really important and those are all in the the houses they're dividing lines between houses and um they have special names and meanings in western astrology um and the first house is probably the most the the cusp of the first house is probably the most popular so just a refresher that would be like a line that extends from the center of the clock to 9 9 p.m Okay. That's how it's easy for me to think about, yeah, like, which yeah. line it is. A lot of things said, like, the left line. So, like, if you think of a circle, oh, just, like, okay. a left arm, basically. So this is your ascendant. That's the name of that cusp. But it's also your rising sign. So the sign on the cusp of your first house is your rising sign. It's the sign and degree of that sign that is rising, that was rising on the eastern horizon at the moment of your birth. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, it's it's cool. It's actually what was in the sky yeah. when you were born. And a lot of like astrologers say that this is almost as important as your main sign, even though most of us only know like, oh, I'm a Capricorn. Mm -hmm. That's your sun sign. But your rising sign acts like a filter through which the rest of your chart is interpreted. So a lot of people will say like, oh, you can actually read your sun sign and your rising sign. So I started reading, my rising sign, for example, is Virgo. So every once in a while, I'll read both Capricorn and Virgo. Um, because... Chai Nicholas, like, she says that you should read. Yeah. Both, and she'll be like, Taurus, and Taurus rising. Right, whatever. right, right. Yeah. Because I think the idea is that, like, if you think about how all of the different things affect the manifestation of your sign the rising sign is apparently the most influential of those. So, yeah, Virgo for me. So, and I'm still not really sure what it means, like, for me personally. But I think part of it is, like, I'm sad all the time. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so um, directly opposite of the first cusp or your rising sign is the descendant. So 
three o'clock on the clock, okay. like a right arm. I, I I thought using the clock was helpful. Yeah, so, well, people um, at home should like draw this out. Yeah, so definitely. They can, because it, it's so much easier. Yeah, it's or, like, so look easy. up a picture. Yeah, just think of the circle. Yeah. So the descendant refers to partners or relationships. So the sign that wherever your descendant, whatever sign is on your descendant, refers to partners and relationships. And it is said to represent the sign of people that you're most attracted to, which for me is not true. No. <laughs> no. Because my descendant is Pisces, and I did date a Pisces once, and it was very, like, passionate, but then they, like, ripped my heart out. But that was, like, the only Pisces I've ever been mm -hmm. interested, or not interested in, but... So I didn't find, but then again, I read some other things that were like, it doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily mean you're most attracted to Pisces, but there might be like characteristics of Pisces, which is true for me, but I, I don't know. I, <laughs> you I just haven't met the right Pisces. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I feel very biased against Pisces. If you're a Pisces and we're friends, that's probably okay. But if you're a Pisces and you want to date me, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be a challenge. Um, I'm very biased against you. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so that is ascendant and descendant, and again, they're opposites on the on the um, circle. So the other two that are said to be important are, let's see, oh shit, I meant to look up how to pronounce this because it's totally Latin. Give it your best shot. Yeah, I didn't study Latin. Hit me Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We could look it up on, like, we could get it to play how to pronounce it. Oh, we could. Okay, so the the next one that's important, it's the fourth house cusp. So if you're keeping up with the clock, that's 6 p.m. Or a.m., I don't know, 6 mm. o'clock. So it'd be when one of the hands is pointing straight down. And this is the imum coli? Coli? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm excited. Imum coli. Imam Coeli, apparently. If that's wrong, you can email us. But anyway, um, Imam, Imam Coeli, more commonly abbreviated to IC, um, and it is Latin for bottom of the sky. Ooh. Yeah. And so, in other words, it's the lowest point of your birth chart. It represents um, the northern meridian, so where the planets were in the northern part of the sky when you were born. And it's said to refer to your roots or, like, the least conscious part of yourself. Um, so, actually, I had a note. If planets in conjunction in your IC will be, like, very private. Ooh. Like, if there's a, any sort of tension in that part of your chart, you deal with it very privately. Okay. Because you might even not be conscious of it. Like, you might be dealing with some sort of tension or harmonious. Was conjunction harmonious? Yes. Okay, so mm -hmm. whatever happens down there, basically, is very... <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. too. Or not, you know? Well, however yeah. you live your life. Um, so that's your, your bottom of the sky. Um, and that's the fourth cusp. And then opposite of that is much easier to pronounce. It's called the Midheaven. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it has a Latin name that has something to do with, like, um, being at the top, but... It's more commonly known as the midheaven, um, or the cusp of the 10th house, and it is at the top of the chart, or the highest point, so 12 o'clock, and it represents where you intend to go, or your highest aspirations, as well as your public persona or reputation, so it is, it's 
the house of the status, right? It's back to what I was talking about with Courtney's horoscope. Right. Um, so planets in intersection with your midheaven are said to play a key role in your destiny. So I guess in a little like less destiny-ish like predetermination way, <laughs> um, I think I think about it as maybe like those planets might help you interpret how you're pursuing whatever you want to pursue. Um, as well as it seems like it has some sort of influence on how you present yourself or how you want to be seen. For example, so my birth chart is really bottom heavy. Like almost all of the planets actually are below the, they're in like the bottom part. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any planets up here in the midheaven, which is weird, I guess. I don't know. But zodiac wise, my midheaven is in Gemini which means I feel super conflicted between... So Gemini in your 10th house apparently means you like change mm -hmm. or you want the ability to change, which feels very Gemini to me. Like this yeah. idea of like, I'm this, but I'm also this. But because I'm super Capricorn, I want stability. Oh. So because of that 10th house and that's your job or like your aspirations, uh -huh. for me that means, or at least... What this said it means and what I definitely can relate to is this idea that I want both. Like, I want stability, but I also need to be constantly challenged. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, really hard for me to find the balance of, like... Like, for example, I feel torn between, like, wanting a job that keeps me really stable, but also wanting to be constantly doing new things and challenging myself. Yeah. Which are hard to find, like, career-wise, I mm -hmm. guess. Um, so yeah, those are the four main, the, the cusps, the important cool. cusps. So there's the first, fourth, tenth, and what was the other one? Earth. <laughs> Earth. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I think it's seventh. I think the, yeah, the seventh. So the descendant is seventh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's real cool. I know. So yeah, so those, those uh, two things that we like talked about very much will kind of help you read your, yeah. your birth chart. Like, go to any one of those websites yeah. and type in where, like, call your mom, find out what time you were born. Find at. out what time you were born. Yeah, <laughs> where you were born. And, yeah, because that's super cool. Yeah. And some of them you can put in, excuse me, like an unknown time where you can guess. Because um, what, what that one affects, I read, is your moon sign, mm. mainly. But if... Because the moon is in a sign for, like, two days. Right. I think. So, if it's a time... If, like, the moon is in that sign all day, mm -hmm. then you're good. But... Yeah. It could switch signs. Right. During, during the day. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. I looked up elements, but I don't know. We're at, like, 40 minutes right now. We could do an episode on elements. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because now that I'm, like... Now that I did this research on them, mm. I want to do it more research, yeah. which happens all the time. But it's good. Yeah. It means we are not getting to the end of our... I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so maybe we could get like 20 episodes. No. <laughs> once we, once people start emailing us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we are, well, we already got two, so... Yeah. I'm very excited I'm about them. Yeah. Um, and we also have a Twitter and an Insta. Mm -hmm. Adjunct Astros. Is that our Insta, too? I can look. I think we're full-on adjunct astrologers on, on Instagram. Instagram. Cool. But um, we're not very active. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we could be better. <laughs> I mean, I think we're fine. Let me check. 
That's your, yeah. that's adjunct- your Capricorn coming. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, adjunct astrology. Oh, wow. We got new followers. Oh, wow. <gasps> Yay. Thanks for following us. We'll, we'll post more. Yeah. Maybe I'll post my horrible drawings. <laughs> do it. We should post. Yeah. We should do that. Um... I think that's it. I think that's it. This I didn't look up the news. I no, was like, no, 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 don't want to even step into that. Things are real bad. Yeah. But maybe eventually we'll get back into that. Yeah. And I think that looking kind of at these things, it can show you where you can work on yourself personally. Yeah. Because that's really all you have control over right now. Right. I think it's a good time to like focus on yourself. Yeah. In a like... Being safe, but also being, like, you know, purposeful. hmm Yeah. And shit is fucked. <laughs> but just remember, the moon never gives you more than you can handle. <laughs> the moon never gives you more than you can handle. Um, so, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>